Some of you are dating yourselves. Now, why is Pastor letting that be played before he opens the Bible up? Some of us in our little world is sitting on the dock of the bay watching our life just because we can't do what 10 people tell us to do. Oh, some of you have, you hadn't looked at those lyrics. And it's easy to get caught up in that little prison because you don't know what to do with your life and you'll just watch the tide roll away and you'll watch your life be wasted away. Amen. And um, I know everybody in the room knows that that's true and we've been there more than one time. And today, I want to encourage you. I have good news for you. You're alive today, and the Lord don't stop pursuing us, and oh, he wants to give you a big hug more than you want it. Anybody want a hug from heaven? You don't want that hug from heaven like he wants to give it. He really, really is way more passionate about you having the best than you actually can believe you want the best. <laughs> and uh, if we can just humble ourselves to that truth right now and realize that his desire is much greater than ours for him. He's not bothered by the fact that we're in a process of finding out that we need him. He's not bothered by that. Uh, at least I get the impression he's not losing any sleep. He never sleeps nor he slumbers. His passion is still the same, and you're the apple of his eye. I know the enemy never tells you that, and logically you can't even come up with that, that conclusion when you add up everything that's been going on. How could God care for me? And so today, look, the, the title of the message is uh, put on your listening hats. You know, you ever heard your teacher tell you that? It's time to put on your listening hats. And sometimes we hear them, but we actually put on our thinking caps. Uh, how many times have you gathered and said, I'm going to go hear the word? <laughs> and instead of putting on your listening cap, you put on your thinking cap. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> And all the while, we're not fussing with the one who actually is being used to encourage or give the good news away. We're fussing with the one who is the good news, and his name's Jesus. And he said things all the time that nobody could understand. And there was a reason why they couldn't. Because it wasn't going, you know, the way they were thinking wouldn't allow them to receive the kingdom. Receiving the kingdom is what we're after. Amen. That's the best that God, that's true identity, y'all. When Jesus came, he came, God in flesh, to reveal who you are. Let's just make it simple. God, there's only one spirit, one faith, one God that's above all, through all, and in you all, right? It's supposed to be that way. But that one spirit who is God 
came in flesh to reveal who you are. And he lived out by example what his expectations were for you to enjoy life and life more abundantly. And yes, we've got a lot of that written on paper because there was some followers that were sensitive enough to say, yes, Lord, and led by the spirit that took over in their life. And they afforded us the ability to read these letters. But the same spirit that empowered them and brought eyes of understanding to them is the same spirit that's in you if you'll let it be. Amen? Amen. So God comes in flesh, and everybody thinks, man, the, boy, boy, 2,000 years ago, Satan got a good sucker punch in on Jesus. No, Satan never got a sucker punch on Jesus. Jesus planned it out. It was his purpose to go to the cross because he was in love with you. The enemy would not have crucified the Lord of glory had he known that he couldn't sucker punch him. But he thought he would, he, he actually thought, man, I got it. Man, I, I figured it out. He didn't figure nothing out. He's dumb. But yet, as dumb as he is, he gets us to be dumber than him. I got the T-shirt, and I, I burned it several times. So I can say to you, I have good news to you because I've been there, done that. And I've had to eat my words and repent and humble myself and get let brokenness come and, and, and do this thing that Americans hate to do. It's called Submit. And I, you know what? I've, I've come to realize that's the best place to be. Amen? God is not bothered by the fact that you don't understand. That's not what's... Understanding is not going to help you. But I think it is. Get your thinking cap off. Put your listening cap on. Understanding is not going to help you. Understanding is a blessing from heaven to everyone who walk in faith. Understanding that's really going to help you is the fruit of you saying, yes, Lord, when you don't get a word he's saying. But you submit to the process so that God can take you through the process to become like him. Because you can't figure out being like him. See, that's what everybody wants to understand. I want to understand God. You can't do that. Your idea of God has to be tore down every day. Because your idea of God is limited. He's bigger than that. So he has to tear it down every day. So the understanding you're looking for, you can't have it. You, 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 your mind ain't big enough for it. But he gives you a way to get there. And it's going to be beautifully awesome for eternity. You will not stop being wowed by how big and awesome your daddy is. And the way you get to be wowed is by faith. 
Amen. This is so important for everybody. Jesus would actually say things like, it sounded like an occult or sounded like Satanism there for a little while when he was talking. You know, the enemy is a counterfeit, right? And Jesus would say things like, you know, my blood is drink indeed, and my flesh is bread indeed. And you need to drink my blood and eat my flesh. But he, he would talk like that, and then he would say, and you can have eternal life. <laughs> but when you trust him, he gives you understanding. It's really partaking of his life, it's the way he does things. The example he came to give us on who God designed us from the beginning. Amen. And so I have to make my mind up. Am I going to put my thinking cap on or am I going to put my listening cap on? And I found out over the years <laughs> that when I've got my listening cap on, I move forward. Peace and joy. And I'm talking about when you got your listening cap on, it's like you're walking right into what don't look right. It's ugly. It's a storm, it's challenges, it's resistance, it's pushback. And the listening cap is telling me, yeah, that's where I'm at. Hang out with me. I'm going to teach you how to lay down and go to sleep with me right in the middle of a storm. And he's showing us that he's God and that everything is under his dominion, that he is really in charge. And he's given us that dominion, that power, and that authority to operate today. And he chose the guy I look at in the mirror, that, little, that, that body I'm looking at. He chose that to be his temple. And he wants to come to his temple in fire, spirit fire. And he wants to turn over every lying spirit's table, the table of the money changers, the idea that, oh, this is what I need. This is what I need. This is what I need to go after. He wants to turn every table over until I become his son, his child, teachable like a sponge, walking with him. Amen. So I want to share a few things with you today. And y'all help me big time because while I'm listening to the Lord and working on this, I don't feel the dynamics I feel when I'm with you. When I'm with you, it's like, oh, man, thank you, Jesus. And I'm wondering if he's going to ever not be here with me one day. <laughs> But you are loved by him, and he'll work with me and through me mercifully to give you away what he's working on me with. Amen. And I'm able to give it away with confidence because of his presence that's in the And you stir that up by coming together. I cannot stress this enough to all of us, being together is huge to our Father. He loves it when we group and we go from house to house, breaking bread and being in fellowship because where we go, where two or three gather, he's there. So is it potentially true, y'all, that if I don't group, I potentially may be rejecting him? 
And I know that religious spirit wants you to think, well, me and Jesus, we got our own thing going. And I can, I can talk with him anytime. Yeah, you can. But when you talk to him, if, you, if you're not thinking but listening, he'll always, he'll always get you connected to the body. You know, when God talks to me, this is what happens, y'all. I need a confirmation. And I don't, I don't have peace yet, but I heard him. Oh, download come. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Whoop, it's God. And he'll let me stand over here by myself and toot my horn. Man, I heard from heaven. But I'm by myself. But out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about written word. I'm talking about the utterance of the anointed one. That's what that's, that's what that's talking about. And when we get together and we agree, unity of faith. So every time I get a word from heaven, when I get around the body in groups, confirmation. Oh, there it is. Not one, not two, but three. Boom, here it is. And I got this green light now. It's like, go, huh? Take off time, Houston. We sh- we're going somewhere. But how many times have you received a word and you didn't get your confirmation and you've been put on hold? Amen. Is it still a word from heaven? Yeah. God wants to show you just how powerful you are. But there's a way to do that. Everybody's asking the question, how do I do this? And um, only he can reveal that to you. But I'll give you some good news today about how he's been doing that for me. And so why is giving Jesus my heart such a problem? Think about that for a minute. Remember, keep in mind, it's a simple and light. My heart represents my mind, will, and emotions. Now, over the years, my mind, will, and emotions have been influenced by all kinds of logic, ideas, rudiments, philosophies, traditions, cultural influences. Therefore, potentially, you can guarantee it, I'm entertaining a lot of lies. And my flesh will don't line it with God's will. That's a problem. Everybody say amen to that. Laughing's good too. So what does God do? He comes in flesh and really puts a whooping up on the enemy. Matter of fact, it's in his plan to go to hell and take the keys of death and hell and the grave from him. And he does that, and he leads captivity captive out of hell. The ones that were captives, he leads them captive with his presence, gives them an opportunity to follow them right out of hell. It's in your Bible, by the way. You might want to read that. It's interesting what happens when, before Jesus actually comes out of the grave, who they saw walking through the city. Amen. Got you stirred up now, huh? And so he does that so that he could come back, not just in flesh, y'all, and he comes out of the grave in flesh, he's glorified, and he tells everyone that's following him then, he said, I want you to hang out in Jerusalem until you be endowed with power. 
And that endowment was him coming back in spirit and in fire. So as he's taken in the clouds, about seven days later, he shows up in spirit and in fire and baptizes everybody that's gathered in a group. And a bigger group is impacted by a smaller group and says, what's going on here? And you know our world is looking for that today. They're looking for something that's better than what they've been experiencing. And they're not interested in church. Right? So he comes back in spirit 2,000 years ago on what we call the feast day of Pentecost. Jesus shows up in spirit. And he resurrects 120 dead spirits. And he empowers them with his spirit to take dominion over every lie that has got their heart darkened. Every lie, every thought, every idea, every philosophy, everything our biological family taught us that's not Christ, he gives us dominion over and power for it every table to be turned over. That's what he was doing. Did y'all know when he went in the natural temple, the, the temple in Jerusalem, and turned all the money changers and all that, he was giving us a prophetic utterance and revelation and example of what he was going to do in our life when we're born again? Did y'all know that? That he would come into his house and empower us to be who he is in his identity, called by his name, to take back the seat of our emotions and our will and our mind. And from there, he's able to take his seat, the throne of our heart. Amen? And this temple here responds. It gets healed. It gets set free. It gets delivered. It starts getting all kind of things from heaven as steward to possess, as possession from heaven to steward on his behalf. And we start living out with him being king and Lord in our life the, what the kingdom of God looks like. And he made it to where it's simple and light as long as I let him be in lead. Anybody want to be in lead? But as long as I need to be in charge... And, you know, I talk to a pretty good bit of people on a monthly basis that are honest with me. They feel safe enough to just say, you know what? I believe Jesus is the one. I believe he's got the truth, but I'm so hard-headed. I just can't. He'll tell me to do something, and I won't do it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And they'll, they'll give me explanations. I'll tell you God is the one that should be on the throne, but, and I believe he is, but I won't follow it. And he'll tell me to, to trust him in this, and I just ain't going to do it. And they're being honest because they don't know why they're not empowered to go with him. They don't, they don't understand what it is that's pulling back on them and keeping them in bondage. I go to church. I say amen when the pastor preaches. I'm a part of a team. I go out and feed the poor. And yet, I can't do what he's telling me to do. So I'll go think up things that make me feel good about myself, and I'll do that. 
And I'm telling you, this is real, y'all. Most people are living out with their thinking cap on and their idea of good. They're trying to feel good about what they're doing, and God is not asking us to do. He's asking us to be. You see, the many said it this way, look what we have done. And Jesus tells them, I don't know who you are, you rebels. You wouldn't let me join with you. And see, the thing about it is, the only way we can join with him is he has to be in lead. He said, you heard me, but you wouldn't follow me. And I'm saying this as good news to y'all. Jesus is the way that you can do this. He's the truth behind which you can have dominion. He's the life that makes a difference. America can provide life for you. Can't happen. But Jesus can. Your business can't provide enough money to make you happy. Jesus can provide with you what you really need and bring joy to your life. And there's a way to do that. Let me uh, read this to you in James. That's a bad book, James 1, really bad book. He says it this way. If your faith, remember hearing Hearing what the Holy Spirit says is, and going with it, that's called faith. If you can't hear, you're in trouble. Let's get our hearers on. Let's get our listening cap on. He said, if your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. Is it, who, who's living right there now? You're going through it. And uh, you say you believe in Jesus, but the untold blessings ain't really evident. Don't raise your hand. What that's confirming is you got your thinking cap on, you don't have your listening cap on. Silence is powerful, y'all. I think I know it's not going to get you over the hill. That's not going to get you over the hill can't think your way to a miracle, but you can listen to him and be his baby that's a sponge and teachable, and you'll get over the hill. And I'm not talking about getting old. I'm talking about blessings, y'all. True happiness comes as you pass the test with faith. Faith comes by hearing, listening, And listening, hearing by the voice of God. And receive victorious, the victorious crown of life. What's the crown of life? When James is writing here, when Paul is writing, he's talking about you'll have the mind of Christ finally. A crown of life is let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus. Life came down and took dominion over death and took back what belonged to him. And death only was in our life because 
Amen. We thought on that level of death. We doubted. We were full of fear. But when Jesus came, life, he resurrects our spirit, and he gives us ears to hear what his spirit is saying. We don't understand a word he's saying, but because we hear, out of hearing comes this experience, and I know something I can't explain. He's got my back. He loves me. He cares for me. I'm in his presence. In his presence. I may not understand a thing he's saying, but in his presence, there is fullness of joy. I don't understand, but I know I'm experiencing fullness of joy. Why do I want to leave that? And so when I was born again in 1974, man, I didn't have no enemies for two weeks. Man, when I got filled with the Spirit, you couldn't convince me I had it. I hugged everybody's neck. But after two weeks, I wanted to knock a few out. What's the problem here? I put my thinking cap on. I took my listening hat off, and I put my thinking cap on. I started measuring things. The next thing you know, they didn't measure up to my way of thinking in Jesus' name. Somebody got that one, didn't they? And so instead of the true Jesus leading me, the other Jesus showed up and helped me find out, try to convince me, now eat this fruit here and you can be in charge. So what did I, what did I have to do? Because I, I left, joy left me. Peace left me. I'm not happy. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's wrong here? And it humbled me. Because now offense is bottling me up and it's wearing me out and I can't sleep at night and man, I'm having trouble and I'm just a kid still. And I don't need to go through that into my teenage years. I need Jesus, right? And I went and talked to grandma. Grandma said, son, what happened to you a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Why don't you go back and let that happen again? This walking in the spirit thing is not a suggestion, ladies and gentlemen. It's a mandate. It's a mandate. This is not a one-time, once-saved-always-saved experience. Uh-uh. Because Paul made it clear to the church. He said, oh, you started well. What did hinder you? And he talked about it, how you started the race and you, you, you're not going to finish it. So this once saved, also, I'm, I'm once saved, always saved in God's presence. I'm in. I'm, it's eternal. But I can actually choose to reject him. And you know what? I've, he's been showing me how I've done that over 60 years. And I've rejected him often, amen, when he was trying to come to me in his body form. Ah, oh, Members key people that I need in my life that hold me accountable. Every one of you need key people in your life. And every one of them need Jesus that God wants in your life. Every one of them are flawed. Every one of them are growing. Every one of them have not reached, amen, the level that God has planned for them. But they're in the process. They're on their way. 
And they have something valid and valuable for you in order to move forward and be on your way. And it's a spirit-led life. Our culture does not support what I'm saying. We know our culture needs help. And we know that Jesus really is the only help, amen, that's going to make a difference. He's, he's going to finish what he started in this earth. America, Russia, China, and the list goes, they ain't stopping Jesus. No, Jesus is in Russia and China and, and, and all the other uh, uh, nations. And he's in love with all the people there. And he's taking what they're giving him and he's working with it. Just like he's working with our culture. And we're trying to figure out how in the world is God going to work with this? I don't have to understand. But in his presence, I know he is. And I'm okay with the process. And I've decided, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm going to submit, humble myself. Let the brokenness come on the levels it needs to come. Amen. So that I can keep my listening cap on. We all need that listening cap, right? And so... He goes on to say here in verse 19 of James, My dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Take this to heart. Come on, you don't have dominion over your heart, your mind, will, and emotions? Be quick to listen. Slow to speak and be slow to become angry. My question to you, is it possible that anger is the fruit of someone that's a fast talker? <laughs> have you spoke quicker than you should before? Have you, have you ever checked the motive and the energy behind speaking too quick? But do we need to have an altar call right now? Yeah. Be quick to listen. In other words, be quick to make sure Jesus is in lead. And wait on the anointed utterance of the Spirit, since you're supposed to have... <laughs> a crown of life called the mind of Christ. Wait on the utterance of the Spirit. Come on, he resurrected your spirit, didn't he? Didn't he? If he didn't, you need to do it today. You need to let him resurrect it today. Amen. So that you can hear him. And when you hear him, Take the most unruly member in your body, your tongue, and let him speak through you. And the kingdom will come. And testimonies will be born. And he will be glorified. And you will enjoy peace and joy. And you'll know that you belong to him. But when you're a fast talker, you're going to knock somebody out probably. 
The tongue commits murder all the time, according to Scripture. And we know what the Lord has to say about murderers. Have you ever said anything derogatory about anybody before? I promise you that wasn't the Lord speaking. And the moment I speak evil about anyone, I have to reject him to do it. And I had a pretty good lot of evidence why I had the right to do it. And I got all that evidence, not with my listening cap, but with my thinking cap. And I'm just saying to everybody here today, I'm not going to get through this message today, but our thinking caps have caused us lots of pain, lots of trouble, lots of broken relationships, lots of health problems, lots of financial issues. Our thinking cap puts us in prison. Because the enemy loves us wearing our thinking cap. It lets him know he has access to a powerful house to take away from us our power, our dominion, and our authority and build his kingdom. And his kingdom is built in marriages because we're looking at marriages that are on the rocks, broken, beat up. That's the kingdom of hell. That's not the kingdom of God. And they go to church. What does that say? The devil goes to church. That's not, church is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in his presence. And when I have my listening cap on and I go somewhere with my listening cap, guess what happens? And I walk up in H-E-B. Come on, y'all know it. The kingdom of God has arrived. I got my listening cap on. Anything can happen. Because I'm a child that's teachable. I'm a sponge. I'm with my daddy. I got my listening cap on. And all of a sudden, I can hear him talking about somebody over an aisle too. Hmm. It's not spooky. It's not weird. It's the love of God. And it's a big smile, a kind gesture, amen, a hello. And then he just says what he's going to say. He's so gentle. Daddy's so meek. He's so temperate. He's long-suffering. He's kind. The fruit of his spirit, when I have my listening cap on, comes out. And everybody is attracted to that. Everybody is looking for that. They want to hang out there. And the enemy is all tweaked when Jesus does that. But that's how Jesus is coming in our earth, by us connecting, putting our listening caps on in the spirit, allowing his spirit to resurrect our spirit so we can hear his anointed utterance, and clean out his temple of all the lies that we've been entertaining, <laughs> all the gods we've been worshiping that's not him. Did y'all know I worshiped other gods going to church? Well, look, 
And I put my thinking cap on, y'all. I'm a guy. Guys, we go out and we kill the bear and drag it home and cut it up. And, man, we're going to make sure there's meat on the table. Right? Well, my generation thought like that. Isn't that true? <laughs> I know the wives are saying, this generation said, go home, get, bring that check back, put it on the table. Are y'all tracking? You're tracking. You put your thinking cap on, you become the provider. You're not the provider. But that's the way guys think because we have that DNA that he put in us, and we need Jesus to help us with it. We want to be in the right identity as the, we want to be in Christ. He's the provider. And we take on our true identity. And we become the leaders of the home by serving everybody up to their value. Amen. And making sure they get a revelation of who they are. Amen. That's, that's what the greatest in the kingdom does, by the way. All leaders realize that they're servants. And they come just like Jesus came, God in flesh, serving. Because they've got their listening caps on. Amen. And so we have a lot of ideas on what it looks like to provide. And I'm going to read that to you. Okay, let me read that to you and we'll close here in the next few moments. <sighs> it says it this way in Matthew 10, 19. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given to you in the same hour what you shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. Now, I read the King James. I hope you understood that one. The Passion says it. Same way, but with more emphasis. Take no thought. Let's pause for a minute. Take no, what does he mean, take no thought? Are you telling me I can't think? No. The Lord wants you to have his mind so you can think right. But in this passage, Jesus is saying something, and I'm going to read the Passion Translation here. It says in Matthew 6, 30. We'll get to that one on, on Matthew 10, but it's saying the same thing. So if God has clothed me, clothed the meadows with hay, which is here for such a short time and then dried up and burned, won't he provide for you the clothes you need? You of little faith. Why does he say, why are you calling me little faith here? Because you got your thinking cap on. Take it off. You're not hearing what I'm saying. And then he says, so then forsake your worries. In the King James, it says, take no thought. Forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly Father already know the things your body requires? So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness than all these less important things that you're driven to go after will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow. And he's saying that 
because worry is the enemy of faith. And we, has anybody ever worried? Yeah, because you had your thinking cap on. I know, I've done it. And you'll get all balled up and worried, and you'll go to church and sit on a pew, and you worry all through the service. Because you got this thing to do. You got to do this and this and this. And you're thinking about all these things. That, and I, just, I need to be at church because I need Jesus to see me here. Because hopefully if he sees me here, that might just get me in. And the enemy loves that. And he keeps us in prison. And, and we, we don't gather to go to church. We gather to be the church. We gather because somebody in this house needs a miracle, and the miracle worker needs access to his house. You're his house. So take no thought. Stop worrying. It's, it's diminishing faith. It's, it's, it's revealing that, oh, I got the wrong cap on. Amen. Now, somebody say, help me. I've got a few minutes here. I'm going to help you. I didn't say that. The Lord said he was going to help you just then because he's helping me. And I hear him speaking to my spirit. This past week in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, and by the way, we're on day 15. Yeah. You know what that means? We've been grouping and being together, and we've been drawing from one another the kingdom. It's powerful, y'all. You know, back when I was uh, a teenager, we'd do three and four-week revivals. And the Lord said, oh, you're still doing them. You do two, two, three-week revivals every year, 21 days of prayer and fasting. He said, I'm finally getting your attention on what it's supposed to look like. You see, I have an image of myself, and I think a certain way about people. How many, how many people do you actually like in your life? Don't, you're laughing too loud. <laughs> this is very good because if you catch this, you can win. And it, it, I mean, you're, you're just, you're right there if you catch this. But when I evaluate myself, from God's interest in others. But this is what I've done. This is what church does. This is what most believers do, churchgoers do. They evaluate God based on their interest in others. So I have this feeling towards others. Now I'm going to evaluate the parts of God that's okay with me. And so I'll take Bible studies and words and thoughts out of the Bible to support my interest in people. You got to have your thinking cap on when you do that. But when I have my listening cap on, I evaluate myself based on God's interest in others. When I do that, I can hear him talking. Woo. And he got something to say about you. Ain't never negative. Ain't never bad. He don't talk bad about you. 
when I'm focused on his interest in her and in you and in you. He don't have nothing negative to say. He don't even see your flaw. He already died for it. He already suffered and gave it all up. And he is not ashamed of you. He ain't bothered by what you feel bad about because that's a lying spirit that's holding you captive. And he wants you to know that when he speaks about you, it's always, that's my baby. Oh, I got plans for them today. I can't wait to give them everything in my kingdom today. And he's waiting on us to agree with him on that. Mm -hmm. That's why we go from house to house breaking bread in the fellowship and continuing in the apostles' doctrine. That's why we do that, so that we can encourage one another, edify one another, build one another up, strengthen each other. Y'all tracking yet? But you can't go from house to house breaking the bread with your thinking cap on. You'll get mad at everybody at that house. Yeah, you'll leave that small group saying, I ain't ever going back there again. My goodness, God, didn't you know they were messed up before I walked over there? Why didn't you tell me they was all messed up? I know we've had those prayer meetings before. And we was telling God about how bad these people are. I know you'll never save them. They ain't savable. You see how religious we can become entertaining all the lies that get all, it's like a, a nest of lies that are religious spirits that take your power, your authority, and your dominion and build its kingdom. And all it takes, ladies and gentlemen, is for you to let him come and resurrect your dead spirit. That experience happens, and he sent his word, and he healed them. It's spirit and it's fire. There's prophetic utterances all over this room for everybody in this room. Why would God do that? Because he's in love with everybody in the community he placed you. And he's passionate and he believes in you more than you believe in him. He believes in me more than I believe in him. And he will be patient and long-suffering. And he'll let us put our thinking cap on and get beat up and body slammed. Make our bed in hell and he'll go right to hell there and hang out with us. And our regrets and our shame and our guilt until we get so broken and so far on the bottom, there ain't no else, nothing else to do but to look up. And guess who's going to be there? Him. And then he'll resurrect that dead spirit because he believes in you. He's just asking for one thing. Will you believe in me? And if I believe, I walk by faith. <laughs> Understanding isn't going to help you. Jesus will help you. His spirit, fire, will help you. 
And what comes with his spirit and fire is an invitation. Come follow me and I'll make you. And while I'm making you, you'll get blessed with understanding on the way. And all you can ever talk about in his presence is look what my daddy just did. Look what the Lord has done. There's no place in the Adamic nature, the fallen nature, the idea that I'm an individual for me to say, look what I did in his presence. In his presence. <sighs> we can't stop talking about what daddy's talking about. And he's always talking about you. You know what he does while he's talking to me about you? He'll have somebody come up to me because he knows I need him to talk about me sometimes. And he'll have somebody come up and say, Daddy, just talk to me about you. Ah, and give me a big old hug. Woo! I know it came from Daddy. And I know Daddy said it. And he's letting me know, son, just stay with your listening cap on. I've got a lot more to talk to you about, about my babies. And I want to reach through you and give them a big hug. And I want to reach through you. Son, let me, if you'll just let me reach through you, I can finish what I started when I came in flesh. I can now finish it in my body. So, ah, take no thought. Can we stand? The spirit of worry is in trouble. Are you okay with that? Matter of fact, that lying spirit of worry has been served its papers and it's got to go. What the Lord's about to do in our lives eyes haven't seen ears haven't heard what the Lord has prepared for them that believe he's not talking about future heaven's already come to earth when did heaven come to earth pastor 2,000 years ago heaven came to earth as a son so that we could find out who we are as sons And the kingdom is within you. And his righteousness, peace, and joy in his presence. And if you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying, anything can happen today. If you choose to have an ear. The potential when you have an ear of a miracle, it's right here. When you say what he's saying in your spirit, you ain't got to worry about it. You just repeat it. You're not, you're not there to worry about if the miracle happens or not. You're there to just say only what you hear him say and follow him wherever he goes. Angels already have their assignments. Did you know that God's already sent assignments out with ministering spirits on your behalf? You know what those ministers spirits are waiting on? For you to agree with his spirit. 
They have assignments, and they're just waiting on us to say, yes, Lord. And it might look, it might look like walking on water on, you, on your behalf, but be sure you'll be able to walk. You might sink, but he'll, he'll get you. He'll hold you. Somebody's about to jump out of the boat and walk with Daddy today. Don't forget this. You'd be wise to group as often as possible. You would be wise to go from house to house, breaking bread. Who are you doing it with? Him. When you've done it to them, you've done it to me. Yeah, go to a prison and group. Go to the people that are hurting. Group. Go to the ones that God has placed in your path that you are accountable to as unto the Lord. Wow will begin to happen. Don't allow our culture and the driving spirits of our, our, our world to hold you captive and in prison any longer. You belonged. If you're worried about finances, a place to live, and food on the table, clothes to wear, you'll stay in jail to that. The Lord says, that's the lesser things. Let me resurrect your spirit and start listening to me. But you're listening, Capone. I'll give you all that in abundance if you'll trust me. Now, did Jesus lie? Eh. But there's a religious spirit lying to lots of precious people that are going to church. And the Lord wants you and I to agree together so we can push back on the lying spirits that are tormenting and holding precious people in jail to worry. Father, thank you for this word today. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to uh, consider how important the utterance of your spirit is to us. You have wisdom from heaven right now that you want to impart on everyone, but it can only come by way of your anointed utterance. Everybody in this room that's breathing has been given the invitation. No one's exempt. <sighs> you love them, and you're ready to rush into your house as a wind and as a fire and give them the kind of experience that will dissipate worry and every religious lie. Lord, thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being on time. Thank you for being that fire from heaven that makes a difference. Lord, right where they're standing, let them feel you on a new level like they've never felt you before. Let them experience you and your spirit in a way they've never experienced before. So that when they leave today, they know you've got their back. They know you will make the difference moving forward. <sighs> Does anybody need more of Jesus today? Can I invite you to get out of that pew area, that chair area, and move forward and walk to him like you're going to jump up in his lap today and be a teachable child like a sponge. Say, Lord, 
I'm going to trust you, but I need you to give me the power. I need you to give me the encouragement. I need you to give me what I need to walk in trust. The Lord's ready to give it to you. Don't leave without it. If I was you, I'd run to him. Amen. God bless you today. Receive ye the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name.